Gunslinger and Redeemer attack first, performing a pincer technique to keep the enemy off balance. And as hundreds of battles have proven throughout time, an initial attack must always be followed up with a second wave. And welcome to the Malbolge. This is Regarding Spawn, the world's best Spawn podcast. I'm your co-host, John Fisher. And I am your co-host, David Williams. And, uh, and Johnny, don't you hate when you get, like, something stuck in your craw? Like, maybe maybe a dad, so then you've got, like, a, like a crawdad? And what the fuck is a crawdad? Are you a shrimp? Are you a lobster? Or are you a crayfish? Or are you a crawdad? Or, wait, wait, a mud puppy? Fuck, fuck those guys. I'm just Whatever. waiting to see how you get this to spawn. I'm, 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 I'm waiting with bated breath. They got those little pincers. Oh, they, <laughs> they have the pincer <laughs> technique. Indeed, they do. The pincer. I mean, I that's just, a. I just wanted to to have the journey of saying you've got a dad stuck in your craw, and therefore it's a craw dad. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? I was, I was, about, I, was like, I got a lot. I got a lot stuck in my craw right now, man. Those, they're like little, little. They're like little lobstrosities. You gotta watch your fingers around them, Johnny. They'll just. I know. They're kind of. They're funny. I don't know. I like crawdads. They're kind of cute. They're, they're so weird. <laughs> they're so weird. They're so weird, and they're just like, eh, eh. Like they try to kill you. Like they try to attack you, and you're like giant. Can you imagine? It's like it's, but they they also require water, and then but like they will just form in pud. They'll. They'll show up in puddles in the middle of a dirt road in Oklahoma, and it's like, what the? Where the hell did you come from? What the shit? They came from. We know where they came from. They came from the eighth level of hell. They live with the ice shrimp. Oh, yeah. so that's that's what they are. Oh. The the ice shrimp. It's like Ant Man rules. Like it's like the quantum realm. If you go to hell, you're tiny, and they're huge. But when they they break through hell, they're tiny here. So so what you're saying is that. Uh, Going to hell means you shrink down and you're still on Earth. So that means a hell even is a place on... Wait, that doesn't work. Stupid heaven is a place on Earth. <sighs> no, I'm, I'm just... I got, uh, I got quantum realm fever <laughs> after the runaway success of Ant-Man. Of quant- quantum mania that has Ant-Man hidden in it? No, I actually like the movie, but it has not done too well at the box office. As far as, Mar- I mean, it's made like $200 million, but like for Marvel, it's so funny that that is a failure. And it's so, they're so expensive. Yeah. That yeah, it's I making mean, like, it's a, it's a failure if it doesn't hit $500 million. But that's just because it costs so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's. Well, it's the advertising. They don't even put that in the budget, but the general rule of thumb is you double the budget. And that's probably what the average, the, you like add the budget again. And that's how much they spend on advertising usually. Oh, man. That's insane. It's it's wild. It's it's just it's just it's just fatigue. It's just fatigue. Well, and just the you know sticking around for the post credits. It always <laughs> it always looks like the Vietnam Memorial Wall with all the special <laughs> effects people just scrolling by, like millions of names of people so, rendering so Modoc's head. So what you're saying is is every time you go up and you touch you touch the names as they go up the screen and you look at your face and reflected in their names. And I say thank you. <laughs> thank you.
Thank you for Modoc and Bill Murray in that one scene. Thank you. Uh, well, welcome everybody. Welcome to Regarding Spawn. Or wait, sorry, Respawn. We are Respawn. We are not Regarding Spawn because there's evidently another podcast called Regarding Spawn. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. It's uh, when you. <laughs> Well, we've we Googled it before and uh, like having to get deep, deep, deep in the Google does it's that's the problem. I have to get to like the 15th page because I uh, I occasionally, you know, like at night, I'm like, how can I find ourselves online? And I Google and I Google and I Google and then I find, oh, oh, what's this? What's this? We're on SoundCloud. We are not on SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, it's a, yeah, they're an infrequent and very different format. But uh, uh, shout out to the other shout out to the other regarding Spawn Pop. So we are Respawn parentheses regarding spawn but welcome yes, but welcome re, to regarding re, spawn re colon spawn not re slash spawns <laughs> re colon re oh yeah yeah re colon spawn right 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 there's a re slash spawn i think we need oh. we need to spend double our budget on an advertising team that gets us SEO these other guys. And, uh, <laughs> pay somebody else to do the googling to make sure <laughs> Got now you know, you know how many you know how many horror movie podcasts are a pun on Nightmare on Elm Street? There's like fifty. I would imagine that that's almost ninety six percent. Yeah, it's like Nightmare on Fear Street, Nightmare on Fear Street, fear, Nightmare on Podcast Street, Fear Fear Night on Spook Street, Night Street Pod on Fear Night on Cast. There, <laughs> okay, okay, Griffin Newman. <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnny, you left your door, the door open in your closet again, and Griffin Newman has joined through the toy portal. Oh, you, I mean, he's a he's a toy boy. Yeah, he he opens his own toy portal, and they just like your tubes connect somehow. Our toy tubes. That would be the only way we'd be able to convince him to get on the show. <laughs> yeah, probably. We'll give you some spawn toys, <laughs> or if he's ever in a spawn if he's like cast in the spawn movie is twitch oh my god i was just thinking, oh we've already we know we've already done this he was him him is twitch and dave sims is is sam yeah, I mean, they are they are they are um and much like two other podcast <laughs> hosts me and david uh we don't cover movies we cover spawn <laughs> we talk about them a lot though <laughs> We talk about it a lot because it's Spawn has been influenced by movies. Also, we're all here for the, you know, convo. Spawn is part of the pop culture, so naturally that's going to come in. But we start with Spawn. That's our base. And our base today, we have two issues of Spawn. We have Scorch number five, all the way back from the far off land of may 2022 woof that does seem far off <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> uh, and we are our more con- <laughs> and this is important because we're getting to the end of not end of but we are almost closing the loop on scorched where we've covered everything up till this point because we got five and six left and then we when we started the podcast we i think it was seven was the first one we did because it was the newest one that came out yeah so uh we will be able to just kind of We'll do a big slam. We'll rip, we'll rip the middle page out of Scorch. We'll close the book on the early Scorch here in a few weeks. We'll, we'll, lock, it, the... we'll lock it back up uh, just loosely with the, the secret action figure plans in Mandarin's bank vault. <laughs> Gotta lock them up in there. Also in the vault today, we've got our more contemporary issue, uh, our closer to now, uh, Spawn 337. And that one hails from the year January of 2023, so not too long ago. 
That, that doesn't feel like it was very long ago, but also it was like two months ago, Johnny. <laughs> two months is a long time in adult time. It's both nothing and... A lot of missed naps. And, <laughs> the longest time. And a lot of sl- sleep miss in that time. What, what, <laughs> what, sorry, I fell asleep while you were saying that. What was that? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember because I'm old <laughs> and I don't even remember what I'm talking about. We've been doing this introduction for 17 hours, Johnny. What the hell? Hey, that's one of our shortest ones yet. Woo! Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you guys don't know, because I edit the show. We, we record for 24 hours straight, 12 hours on each issue. It's a lot to get oh, man. through. Oh, man. When we, say, when we say sweaty takes, we literally mean sweaty. We're, got, whew, we're, we're like uh, the, the pilot from uh, airplane levels of sweaty, just like oh, pouring down our faces. And we don't want to eat on mic, so we don't even allow ourselves to eat. It's... it's uh, I don't know. There's probably got to be a more sustainable process to this, David. Maybe we'll land on it one day. Nah, John, it can't be. You gotta, you gotta suffer for your art, apparently, right? <laughs> it's true. I did feel to this week. I did feel a little mad because I was working on another project, finishing up a, a theater, a, a theater play, a play I've been working. I was gonna say theater project, and then I almost said theater play, a play I've been working on, and so I had that going on, and then I had not like put away the issues from uh, last week recording and I had some other spawn <laughs> issues. And I was just like, ah, like surrounded with spawn last night and just like screaming, like, am I reading the right spawn? I can just see in a good way. I can just see that scene in the movie now where it's you surrounded just like in the middle of concentric circles of spawn stuff, just going, ah, and the camera pulls away. Or I'm doing like the, um, the Suicide Squad Joker and just like bathing in knives and I'm bathing in Spawn. <laughs> See, I'm always stressed out before I read it and then I read Spawn and it makes me happy and then I'm not stressed out. Yeah. So it always works out. I, I'm always a um, little bit stressed out after I read an issue because I'm like, man, no, I just want to fucking jump into the next issue. But then I know that if I do that, it's totally going to screw up what I was going to talk about. So it's like, ah. <laughs> well, it's always fun because it's the cycle we're on, how we're just a few issues behind the ones we're actually later just coming out. Like, it's yeah. great to, like, go back a few issues and, like, go, aha. And, like, it yeah. really, really tickles the right brain dopamine for me anyway. It, you would say it tickles you internally? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And there's nothing wrong with Scorched number five. Um, especially this cover. Uh, I have the A cover in front of me right now by Matina. I also have the A cover. It's fucking great. It's amazing. It's classic she spawn. Just fucking laying down some shots with a with a like a gas grenade in her right hand. Yeah, and I like the the action of her on her pistol hand where it's like it's blurry, so it's yeah, you can see she just did a sweep, a ba da ba ba bow. Yeah. And like you see like juice coming out of whatever she's shooting at. And <laughs> it then is, it is it is some gnarly ass juice. It's some juice and then her hair's going crazy. It's just a badass, uh really badass she spawn. Got a big knife. Javi would be proud, big knife on her belt. Yeah, she's got I like how um the like the ammo belt on her thigh, it looks like it's it's missing a cartridge, so she's definitely used it no it's 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 really cool it's really cool um my notes tell me that there's another cover done by the todd father himself is this, is this yes i have that let me just get this out i've got it's the penultimate in the series of kind of x-men referenced 
uh, McFarland after Lee, uh, or after Jim, it says, but it's after Jim Lee, mm-hmm. um, reference to that very famous X-Men fold out for that X-Men number one from the nineties that had Magneto on the inside. Yeah. The Jim uh, Lee, Chris Claremont run. Yes. And so on this one, you got the Todd father drawing, you got all of the friends. This is the fun. This is a really fun one. Cause you got Redeemer, Haunt, Soul Crusher, Cygor, and Reaper. Yeah. It's a real good one. Um, and you get Cygor front and center. I know you're excited about that. Yeah, it's so... Oh, Jesus. Um, when we get there, it's going gonna, it's gonna to emotionally devastate me when we get to the origins of Cygor. But, like, this is a, a more fucked up Cygor than I have really ever thought about. Because, you know, since he's a a human brain and a gorilla body, but he's also now got, like, Frankenstein seams all over him. <laughs> like, he's also been made of a whole bunch of different gorilla parts sewn together. Holy shit, dude. He also just like, you can see the pain behind his eyes. Uh, but this one's also cool. Cause at the top there's a branch and that connects to the tree on the other one. And so you know how to line them up. Oh, nice. It's always good. And they line up pretty well. I like, uh, the, the little top rectangle that says a spawn milestone. <laughs> yeah. That's always great. And then 30 Years of Spawn, 1992 to 2022, fifth issue, A Team is Born. A Team is Born, starring uh, Ben What's-His-Tits and Lady Gaga. Oh, uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley. Cooper, not Ben. Bradley's just, I knew who Come he on. was. Like, I can picture him perfectly, but I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> wow. Johnny, uh, I think I need to get... Um, a brain transplant. Like maybe, maybe I could volunteer my body for Cygor's brain. So that way he doesn't have to have the body dysmorphia of being in a gorilla suit anymore. And you would just be in the gorilla. Oh, no, I would just cease to be. <laughs> oh, okay. You cease to be, you get Cygor's this, brain. This, You're just going to donate your body to Cygor. Yeah. This, this, this brain done run its course. It's no good anymore. It's past its use by date. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's scorched. So you know who's writing. Yeah. Sean Lewis. Sean Lewis. I, I heard John Lewis for a second there, and I was like, John Lewis? No, Sean, Sean Lewis. My brother's not that bad. Could, could you imagine if Sean Lewis had a brother named John Lewis? That... <laughs> you can't do a Sean and John as brothers. It's just too confusing. I mean, I wouldn't put sure it past... It happened a lot. I wouldn't put it past some parents. Just say no, something parents that's... like rhyming names. Oh, man, that's, that's the worst. Dealing with patient samples where you've got... You've got twins that the only difference between their names is like the third vowel. One is a Y and one is an I or some shit. And it's like, oh, come on. Additional script plot by Todd McFarlane. Of course. I think we know we have a very good candidate. It was our opening line. I think pretty much uh, guaranteed you he threw in there. Or maybe that's just Sean Lewis thing. I mean, it's definitely because it's popped up in King Spawn, too, hasn't it? I think so. Because they, it's. I think it might be a Sean Lewis thing. He likes talking tactics. He's he's, he's always tactics talk. But then he takes that from from after the Todd father, who started that grand tradition in Spawn of tactics talk. Yeah. Uh, art by Steven Segovia. Mm-hmm. Colors by Ulysses Ariola. Lettering by Anne World Design. And as we've already said, we got the Matina and McFarlane covers. 
Got the double M. Our man, the M and M. Thomas Healy come in and clean it up. Yeah, the double M. McFarlane, Matina, Eminem. Eminem. Eminem's doing covers. <laughs> Matina had a really good Batman Spawn cover too, if I remember correctly. Uh, Matina just does good work. Mm-hmm. That's that's all there is to it. So previously in the Scorched. Spawn arrives at the Black Fortress only to find one of his past enemies, Soul Crusher, being welcomed by the Scorched team. But things are not what they seem. Soul Crusher is there for help, not to battle. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. And it starts with the words from Reaper from last issue, a Judas is among us. So they are climbing out of the wreckage. The Sin Devourers came. The mysterious Sin Devourers. Just like busted through the wall, Kool-Aid Man style. Yeah, uh, Unit 89, I believe, uh, was coming after them. She spawns using her powers to like, lead Natasha out of this wreckage. Yeah, she's, she's, making, like, a little, she's making like a little Navi uh, from uh, Ocarina of Time. And it's like, just follow this, follow this. <laughs> follow this light. And then hey. just goes... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then you turn the page and you see what Jessica sees, and it's just like she thought it, she hoped the fight would be over by the time she got out of the battlefield, but she was wrong. Yeah, no. Spawn's like growing spikes and slashing at him. Javi's like flying through the air and shooting at him. Yep, you were right. Unit Unit eighty nine. Yep, Unit eighty nine. Report in. And this Sin Devourers got like a is got like a a repulsor blast mouth. Is just like breathing fire and. Takes out Redeemer. You're doing the Godzilla Boy. mouth. Yeah, it's it just like, like vapes force. him. It's, uh, and it kind of lays out a little bit of what these Sin Devourers are after. They want to kill all angels and demons and netherworld refugees stuck on this planet. Hmm, I wonder who we know that also agrees with that. Hmm, well, Hindsight's 2020. We yeah. had no idea. We were completely wrong. Yeah. And we thought it was a new character. Yeah, we did. Sure, just sure did. Uh, but so basically, they want to open the dead zones, lay waste to all heaven and hell, basically kill everybody just to leave everyone alone so humans can have this Garden of Eden on Earth, is what these Sin Devourers, what our narrator says, Yeah. these Sin Devourers are after. Yeah, this, this also echoes. So this uh, is echoing in King Spawn now because, as we know, Behemoth says much the same thing. Who? Behemoth. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> I have to sing it now because it makes no. Me well, happy. You sang it so high pitched that your mic cut out. So it literally oh. just it, it sounded like you went click, click. All right. Well, nice. Well, behemoth. There, there. Is that better? Oh, there you go. <laughs> A clean take. Here we go. <laughs> behemoth. <laughs> I'm putting that at the end of the episode. <laughs> Wahimuth. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, that that panel where it says 80, Unit 89 report in, I love there's like a silhouette of Javi just like being propelled by his own guns backwards. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just, oh man, it's... I've always thought that was cool because I think it was in, I remember in Earthworm Jim, the Super Nintendo game. Oh, fucking you love like, Earthworm Jim. You grab like a pulley thing and you use your gun to propel yourself by like shooting the opposite direction. I always think that's cool. I think, like, if someone's falling off a building, it should work out that if you shoot downwards, it would stop you from falling. I hope that that would happen. But I know it wouldn't. <laughs> you would just hurt yourself because a ricochet would come back up and hit you in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> but that'd be really cool. You could just shoot downward and fall and be okay. 
But he's using his guns to repel through the air. Uh, Reaper's dabbing. <laughs> he says, dab on the haters. <laughs> no, he, he looks like he's dabbing, but he's, he's grabbing a rock to save Natasha and Jessica. Yeah. So, so speaking of the rocks, I really like how earlier in the page, there's, you know, the rocks at the, at the feet of the Sin Devourer while Javi and um, Al are kicking its, try, try, getting their asses kicked. Um, and then, like, the rubble continues on into the panel where Jessica is underneath the rubble. Oh, yeah, that is cool. Like, the, ac- the action has changed, but the setting is still the same spot. That's a, that's a fun little thing. Man, Steven Segovia does good work. Yep. This is good. Oh, man, look at that dab. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> He's dabbing. So Jessica hears whoever's talking to him, calling him U-89, report in. So she's yeah. like, okay, it's a machine. It's reporting to someone. That means it's got a fucking weakness, baby. Yeah. And Just so they're going to find that. Continuing on with Javi and Al getting their asses handed to them. Uh, <laughs> um, and we find out that the first, the first target of the Sin Devourer is Spawn in the Hat. <laughs> I love that. It's like, what is your first target? Spawn in the hat. <laughs> the Todd father needs to write a children's story called <laughs> Spawn in the Hat. <laughs> also, I love that, like, it's such a great, like, action figure Saturday morning cartoon moment of test two anti-spawn grip. It's like the karate chop action. It's like I have anti-spawn grip. Yeah, so I guess that means that it's, uh, because since they've been pulling the anti-spawn juice at a, at a Angels, I guess that means that, like, the hand itself gets like infused with anti-spawn energy, right? Yeah, it's gripping him, and he's enveloped. It's gripping him and ripping him, literally. Bites into his shoulder. Shows him why it's called a devourer. Just starts to eat. He's eating spawn. Like that's fucked up, man. You can't eat spawn. You wouldn't want to eat spawn. Imagine. I mean, that his head does look like a meatball. Yes, but it looks like a meatball that <laughs> fell under the couch six years ago. <laughs> With a shoelace in it. You wouldn't want to eat that meat. He's like, ooh, there's something in my meatball. You just pull out a giant, gross shoelace. It's, it's, I guess mm. it would be the Sin Devourer equivalent of a hair, wouldn't it? Yeah. On he top of spaghetti. It looks like, it looks like a Sin shows up because a rock comes in from off panel. <laughs> hey, hey. Cogliostro, is that you trying to hit someone with a rock again? Dude, I was cracking up at the movie Cogliostro, man. He's so funny. <laughs> oh man, he's he's uh he's very different from like the introduction of Cog in the in the comics because the introduction oh, yeah. of Cog in the comics is he's he's just you know a lush. He's fucking drunk off his tits, but the the movie Cogliostro is is like very serious, and he's like. We got. We have to do this. It's just hilarious because, like, it's obviously like it's so hyper edited and like chopped up because they were like trying to figure out what they could do with like the special effects they could get to work. Yeah, and, like he becomes this de facto narrator, but it's just like it's just like still shots of him talking over his face, and it's, <laughs> it's like so obviously reshoots. But uh, I don't know. It's cool. He has a cool sword hand. He has like a hand that turns into a giant sword that like has electricity. That's pretty cool. Yeah, electricity is always cool. And it's 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 so crazy that it's and I, I think I've said this, but I just rewatched it because I was just tired and it, it was only literally because it just I guess got re added to HBO 
Because I opened HBO and it said newly added and Spawn was like the second movie. And I was like, well, I have to watch it. Like just a line that is like confusing. It's just a normal action. He's like, oh yeah, I was a Spawn, but I escaped. And now I'm going to help you, but I'm not a Spawn. But I was exactly like you at one point in history. And you're like, what? (laughs) It's just like mentioned. Yeah. And it's like, man, they really did fight to get some of that lore in there. I mean, the yeah. lore is all pretty close. Yeah, the the last time I rewatched it, I was in the 70s of the issues, which was around the time that the movie came out. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is literally just pulled from three issues ago, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was great. The only thing, the only thing that's missing is Sam and Twitch. And they're and, in it. They're in it, but they're not in it. Yeah. I, I would say I would say it is also missing a uh, pos- uh, a, uh, a a an appropriate Terry, <laughs> an appropriate a ter- Terry, a, a Terry I could root for instead of just a guy who's there. <laughs> a wet blanket. He's just oh. a DB Sweeney. He gets the and credit though, and DB Sweeney. Yeah. So I mean, what was no- he known for? Is he like a teen? He was like kind of famous for a bit. Um, the Cutting Edge, Fire in the Sky, No Man's Cutting Movie. Edge. That's what it is. Eight Cutting out. Edge is a is like was, a famous. Hey, he was in a baseball movie, movie, so of course the, of course the Todd father had to get him. Yeah, no, he was the he was the lead in. That's right, the Cutting Edge. That was a big. Um, it was a popular. Oh man, is, skating romance movie. He was in Swamp Shark. Oh, now that's a movie I can get behind. He was in at two baseball movies. He was in Hardball with Keanu Reeves. Okay. All right, DB. Well, much like Cog has a glowing sword in the movie, uh, Medieval Spawn here has a glowing sword. Yeah. Also, he I does. feel like Cog in the movie is like a is an amalgamation of Cog, Medieval Spawn, and then the Cog from Spawn: The Dark Ages. Because in the movie, he has like armor. He has like he has like chainmail that he puts on at the end, and he looks like a like a Templar knight or when something. Did, when when was the the Dark Ages coming out? It was right about that time. Okay, no, well, so then, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because, like, you, you yeah. know that the Todd father was sitting there writing a book, and it was like, oh, shit, we got to get this in the movie, too, guys. <laughs> yeah. And there was an action figure. There was a Lord Cogliostro action figure that they was released. I think it was a mail-away exclusive, because they keep showing it in the back of all the issues that I've been reading. Oh, nice. It's like a mail-away. But he looks pretty cool, and he has, like, the chain mail and everything. You should try to mail-away now and see if they'll honor it. <laughs> Like the Pizza Hut coupon from like the Ninja Turtles video game. <laughs> yeah. If I was at a Pizza Hut and someone brought that in, I'd be like, "All right, I'll give yeah. you a Pizza." You'd have to be a dick to not do it. Be like, "Hey, I mean, if you could keep from opening the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles VHS from 1991 for almost 40 years, you deserve it." It's so funny how things change so quickly. Cause, God, I did a play. Or the one of the props was like boxes of VHSs, and people were just they would just give them away. And now places are selling them for like five or six bucks a pop. Yeah. Now that they're like popular again or like retro, it's just it's funny. It's funny how that goes. <laughs> it's weird that people would want to go back to VHS. Man, VHS sucked when VHS was the popular format. <laughs> I went through that because I found I found for ten dollars a a TV that was a a VHS. VCR combo mm-hmm. at a thrift store and I bought it. Oh, nice. Because I thought I'd like buying old VHS and watching them and like 
It was interesting. Like, it was really interesting to watch Jurassic Park on VHS because it was felt like I was a kid again, but it wasn't better. Yeah, no. Definitely it definitely not. was like, it's not like vinyl. And I guess some people think it is. I don't know. I, I can see maybe for some, like, cheap budget horror movies how there's that, like, warm quality to it. Yeah. Um, no. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of movies I remember from VHS, but I you think... Also, you also got to have kind of a shitty television too because if you have right, a really yeah. high quality television then it doesn't fill the whole frame and then you're like oh I mean, it's got to be a crt tv yeah I mean, definitely they don't even i don't think they make those anymore no you have to i mean <laughs> the the last one wanda and i had was one of those gigantic flat screen ones that, oh yeah, uh, so, yeah. We, we only got because the people who lived in our apartment for uh, before us didn't want to move it. <laughs> yeah, they were so heavy and they were impossible yeah. to move because the front was so front loaded. Like yeah. the glass was the only heavy part. Yeah, I I helped so many of my neighbors over the years carry that exact same model of television to the dumpster because <laughs> yeah, it was just, like the forty dollar at Walmart one. Yeah, because they would just like walk. They would they would be trying to get it to the trash can, or they'd knock on the door and they'd be like, "Hey, man, I got. Can you help me carry this to the dumpster? It's just so fucking heavy." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." You had to like flip it over so the glass was on the bottom and carry it like that. <laughs> right. Well, medieval medieval spawn would be able to just carry it over his head. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. He would just pick he it carried up. it under one arm. Or he would just like skewer it with his sword and then carry it like a shish kebab. Because <laughs> he doesn't know from television, Johnny. His medieval. He doesn't. He would just be like, what is this magic? Yes. Yes. He was like, it's, it's hell creatures in a glass case. He would cut. He would cut it much like he's cutting the sin devourer here. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a nice just like kink. Cuts the, the chick. Cuts his little tube open, his little goo tube. And I love this, like, he pops in, come here, a coward, and they fight, and it says, the Scorch expects the beast to fall back when it, which will open it to a counterattack. And then it shows all their faces, like, surprise. Yeah. And it goes, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) These things expected me to kneel. (laughs) Boom! And he does, like, a shockwave. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a a straight-up Power Rangers villain move right there. Oh yeah! Like I can almost see, I can almost see Rita Repulsa cackling with glee over in the background. And it's the classic like team. Like you always have to have like they have to get their asses kicked early on, like yeah. real hard. Yeah, because it gives them something to fight for. It gives them something to avenge. Oh, oh, so what you're telling me is the X Men were named that because they needed to. <laughs> I can never get through it. <laughs> Because they needed to what? Because they needed to avenge the death of somebody. But no, I was. Oh, oh no! I was talking about the. I was talking about the Scorch. Who else would I be talking about? Oh, uh, obviously you were talking about the Justice League. <laughs> they have to avenge Justice. I was talking about Justice League Dark. <laughs> Justice League Dark. My Dark's lady Zatanna. Awesome. Oh, man. I know. Bunk. Um, because it's got <laughs> they got like Swamp Thing and Constantine on that team. Man, I fucking love That's Constantine. Cool. He's such a oh man, I've been, I've been reading uh uh Green Hell or what's it called? Oh yeah, yeah, something Green Hell, yeah. I got the first. I read the first one. I got the second one. I haven't read it yet, um, but I'll probably get some time to read it this weekend. It's good. It's real good. It's uh. I love that magazine format. That big format. Yeah, yeah. It's it's real fun that they're uh they've they're letting just like individual creators be like here's three issues in an oversized book 
just fucking have fun. It'll be extra canonical, so you don't have to worry about anything fitting in with the current other titles, and just, like, have at it. That evil swan thing that pops up in the first issue is gnarly. Yeah. It, like, pops up and rips up all those guys out in the <laughs> ocean and is fucked up. Yeah, Doug, Doug Mankey is... Oh, man, he makes... He makes... Good-looking, disgusting stuff. It's... I would say so, yeah. Yeah. So the Sin Devourer is doing the classic team. Gotta beat him down first. Everyone's just, like, flying through the air, like, blah! Gotta beat him down. Punch the Scorched. And Soul Crusher is down, Johnny. Soul Crusher is down. I repeat. I repeat. And he picks up the weapon. I love that little hobby in the background with the Soul Crusher gun. That's kind of cool to yeah. see him use a modern weapon. Yeah. Like it's got the like the cackling electric crackling electricity around it. Oh, that means when I post the pictures for this episode, I can post Javi with one of the guns from the pack. He can have like a futuristic gun. Yeah, he can have the court gun. <laughs> I love the. He can have the court gun. gun. So much. I know you love the court gun. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the court gun just so you can take it. And give no, it to your don't, toys. don't. You got. I've because then then I can't. I can't envy it and, uh, and okay. make jokes about it all the time. It will then, it will then lose all its power over me. I want a Sin Devourer. Oh, I want a Sin Devourer action figure. Yeah. With Spawn you... Grip. Spawn Grip action. Anti-Spawn Grip? Anti-Spawn Grip. grip. Yeah. yeah. It has, has like a little button on the on the shoulder that you press, and his hand just goes... Well, his hand's like... Everything's made out of plastic, but his hand's made out of rubber, and his hand goes like... And like closes. Yeah. Man, they need to bring back action and... Action and figures. Oh, that's very controversial, David. I like the... I like the extreme posability and articulation, but there's just something about, like, an action figure that does one little... one little thing. Yeah, I always like those. It's like the street sharks, where, uh, the one I had, you... you push a little button and its fingernails go out. <laughs> oh, nice. I remember... I had the, one... The, I had the F- hammerhead. Oh, nice. That's the one that's... its mouth opened, right? Or did all no, of the them ha- the, ha- the hammerhead, um, the hammerhead's face like shot forward like a hammer. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. No, th- my brother had the. There was one just named like Jaws, and he was the one that if you push down on his fin, his mouth would open. Okay, I mean, yeah. all of their mouths were open, but his like chomped. Yeah. Uh, because each one had, like you said, they each had one feature. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that because it was actually controversial in the Star Wars world, if you can guess it. Um. Because episode one came out, the action figures did not have like features. They were like pretty collector looking and uh, really good figure line. The episode one toy line is excellent, mm-hmm. but um, one of my favorites. But uh, the didn't sell very well. Like famously, tons in bargain bins, just like tons of boss asses flooding the bargain bin. Uh, they haven't. They're all worth like the same amount they were in 1999, except for. A few, but I just I don't. That's not why I like them. I just like them because they're good figures. But between then and episode two, they're like, okay, we're gonna add action fi- features back so kids will like them. And the collectors lost their fucking minds. They're like, what the fuck is this? The missile shoots out of Anakin. It's like a force thing. God damn it! Like they got so mad. <laughs> like like you're making toys for children. How dare you? Why are you making my toys fun again? I never in a million years would have guessed that there was a controversy over anything Star Wars related. Oh, yeah? Oh, they're still mad about the toys. All they do is bitch about the Black Series or the Vintage Series. Everyone, they're always bitching about Star Wars toys. Didn't didn't people start getting upset when they started doing reproductions of the of the Boba Fett toy? Because now they're like, oh, my, my messed up one is now worthless. And it's like, 
Are you still going to play with it? Bah. No. Bah. Well, that's I, that's why they, they have those new, new packages that don't have the plastic, so you have to open it if you want to enjoy it. Yeah. Sucker. <laughs> but if I had a Soul Crusher, or if, well, I do have a Soul Crusher, and it is open, but if I had a Sin Devour figure, I would open that puppy up. Yeah, open that puppy. Beat up some scorched. Hopefully, it would have removable vials. It could be like those uh those transforming turtle toys that came with a little vial of ooze. <laughs> it was like translucent. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, that anything the, translucent in a toy was always awesome. That you 90s. like immediately lost. <laughs> oh yeah. It also came with like pizzas that you you could separate the pizza and turn them into throwing stars. <laughs> I remember that. I had all those. The transforming oh, ones were like one of the best ones. Yeah, yeah, they were. Natasha's transforming here because she's got plague quill in her body. The plague, the Russian reproduction of plague spawn, if we recall, shot her with a quill and shot her with his memories a few issues ago. So she's still going through it. Yeah. She's going through some shit. And then Jessica's just like, fuck this shit. And and decides just to like call it to Redeemer and does this badass like give me cover and yeah. just like jumps over him, yoink. Yeah, the action on this spread is just great. No, it's great, and it's just like Jessica's a badass. She's she's definitely um she's totally Spider Maning here. Yep. Because because that's that's how they do Spider Man a lot. It's great. Jessica is the scorched answer to Spider Man. Yeah, likes to sit on buildings and look into the distance, likes to jump around. She likes to get upside down kisses. Wait. <laughs> oh, does she? Well, yeah. hang hang me upside down. <laughs> well, no, she would be the one who's upside down. Well, stand me in the rain. <laughs> You're going to go work at the, the Moonlight Diner and get yelled at by your boss. And then knock at the part on Broadway. Oh. Mm. Uh... Oh, well, that already happened. Not, at, least not, <laughs> at least not until the second movie. At least not until the second movie. With all apparent credulity. But then, so, so yeah, Jessica pulls out one of these vials that's fueling the Sin Devourer, and then just med- Medieval just comes in and, like, liquefies its head with one punch. Yep. Just it just, like, pops. Or is it, like or a is balloon. that its arm? It looks like yeah, he rips his, his arm off. off. Knocks yeah. his arm off. That's what it is. Just like bam, knocks it off. And this is where our pincer maneuver talk comes from, from the opening of the episode. That follow-up second wave is medieval because medieval is that wave. Boom! And he punches him into a leaping reaper. Yeah, who's about to like scachow, shakow him. Shakow, and then boom! Oh man, <laughs> he basically like, cleaves him in half, and then he explodes. I, I like how like it's all just like lines of light, except for his face. His <laughs> face at the top, expl- his cranium exploding. Yeah. So the the action for um, uh, in the line of Sin Devourers, they would have an exploding version of the Sin Devourer, and its action would be its face flies off. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. The battle damage version. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, the the one the one super cool toy at my grandmother's house was a uh, was the battle action He Man that like, you know, you you rolled the little thing at his chest and like every time you hit him it would like spin around to look like he was more damaged. Oh, it was so great. I never really had any He Man because uh, my brother was only two years older than me, so I didn't have any older siblings that would have been into it. Yeah, my. My sister wasn't big into He-Man. She was more into She-Ra, and they, 
but Shiro was also just like a couple years too early for her. So she was just on the tail end. Yeah. I mean, I, their toys were around. I think maybe I got some from like a cousin, but I didn't yeah. have that many. They were they were around that they were the casts off and they were in the cheap bins. So everybody would make fun of you if you had right. the He-Man toys. Like, you're still playing with He-Man? And now, shit, dude, the He-Man. <laughs> He-Man Those He-Man toys Christmas. are crazy. Man, um, I know uh, the the guy who lives in town, Tim Seeley, um, he's he's a massive Masters of the Universe fan. He uh, occasionally shares pictures of his his action figure collection online, and it's it's amazing. He's like, guys, look at this. Don't buy me any He Man action figures. I've got it. <laughs> if I need it, I'll get it myself. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. I this this whole like see I just want to point out because you know we went through it but like this whole sequence from like when them just this whole action sequence is so great because it's like comes in explodes comes back in throw it's just it's really well beat out and really well done yeah well choreographed I think some people well choreographed they say yeah and it's well paced and we're shit dude Johnny we are only on the staple page there's so much that's happened already. I I thought thought for sure we were at the end because so much. And I thought happened. so too, especially especially sometimes with the scorched. It's like <laughs> half a thing happens and you're done, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> but Spawn's like, yeah, someone sent him. This is a test. Natasha reveals that the buyer or K uh is, is responsible for having sent the Cinderbauer. Right, and reveals that he has an eye patch. Yeah. Uh, but technically, he would have two eye patches, wouldn't he? Mm, yes, I guess so. It's a little, so it's a little, a little misleading. I like these. I like these angels. With well, the we'll find out in a second. Maybe old one had an eye patch because uh, we'll, we'll find out when we get to Todd's toy talk. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Natasha's like this buyer. They call him K, and he wants to use these monsters and their unholy war to wipe everybody out. His house is called the K Hole. Don't go don't fall in a K-hole. <laughs> don't fall in that K-hole, dude. There's only room for one in a K-hole. I don't even know what ketamine does. I know it's supposed to zap your depression away. I think it just like I think it gives you couch luck. And <laughs> Is it just like it's a horse tranquilizer or something? Yeah, it's it's a tranquilizer, so. Hell yeah. Tranquilize me up. Well, I know like doctors do it though. Like to people to like it's supposed to like reset your brain. Yeah. Um oh man, it's an expensive treatment though. Jeez. Oh, is it? There's, there's, there's like two clinics in town that do it, and obviously they don't take insurance, and it's just like, it's how much per session? Holy oh, crap. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go to a farm and get some then. <laughs> You're going to go gonna go to the farm? Oh, man. Oh, man. Growing up in Oklahoma, just go get all of the animal supplies at the farm and home. <laughs> yeah, we would we owned some land out in uh, Coweta, but we didn't have any, like, animals, but we would go to the farm supply store but i just never really messed around with that stuff so this is kind of the background because natasha has all the quill spawn knowledge she knows all this background and plus they just know because uh he was dealing with the old soul crusher there but this kind of reveals that curse is tied into um khrushchev and so like they were like helping each other and they were trying to get cindivar and or uh, soul crusher into it i keep messing up cindivar and soul crusher Sin, Sin Crusher, Soul Devourer. There we go. Oh, there you go. That'll make it real easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's the he's the one who who roped in the starving angels, and we get a a repeat of that that 
wickedly gruesome extraction of the anti-spawn serum. Poor Eddie. Yeah, Eddie's just getting it ripped out. And Spawn, Spawn sums it up quite nicely. So he wants to control us, control the dead zones, and kill everything in between. That's a cool yeah. Spawn face. It's like nice and detailed. Yeah, it is. It's like painted. Yeah. I was thinking that exact same thing. And then uh, uh, Natasha pukes. Oh, man, yeah, because... Uh... Yeah, that that serum just doesn't. It does. It doesn't do human. It just doesn't. It doesn't do human. And we remember a few issues ago, medieval uses cleric magic, but Redeemer says it's not enough. Yeah, and then, and then at the end of the page, we got uh, Smeagol following the little hobbitses. Yeah, I know a little Smeagol <laughs> <that> plague. <laughs> His only wish is to catch a fish. So juicy, sweet. And that fish is Natasha because he can smell those plague quills in her. Yeah, and he's it's like, like a, ah, a homing device. Homing device, and it, I love how it's like this is this is the real plague spawn, not some <laughs> Russian replica. This is this is quality. This is this, this is, is the, the good shit. Certified lover boy plague spawn. <laughs> oh man, all of his quills are his quills are crazy. And if you think that's enough of a cliffhanger, it's like, oh yeah, end of the issue. We get a character reveal cliffhanger. It's got to be over, right? Yeah, nope. As uh, Kevin Spacey said in S- Superman Returns, wrong. <laughs> Mr. Luthor, Mr. Luthor. Wrong. <laughs> oh, Kevin Spacey. Whoops, forgot. Forgot for a second. Oh, I, I totally just went back to Gene Hackman and... Oh. And as Lex Luthor and the, the original Christopher Reeves Batman. No, there was a meme... In that Superman Returns, Kevin Spacey in one of the trailers yells like "wrong," and it was a me. It was an early internet meme on like YTMND and other nerdy places back in like two thousand five or six. <laughs> yeah, one of those one of those times. No, but we, we would be wrong. It's not over yet. No, yeah, yeah. We, so we got a. We're in uh, Romania, and we learned that the rising sun's warm touch while soothing to most acts like acid being poured from above. So we're working with uh we're working with some serious serious bad dude here, right? Yeah, it's blood, so, man. This is blood. blood. And him 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 vampire as they say. I believe that's the technical term for it, right? A vampire. Vampire. He's a he's Nicolas Cage's next <laughs> next role is what he is. I thought you were saying he was like a vampire, like he like he had an empire because he was talking about oil and textiles and stuff. <laughs> or, or, or uh, he's a vampire and that he just wants you to wake him up before you go go. Oh my god! <laughs> he's a uh, he's a Nosferatu. <laughs> he's a <laughs> he's a Dracula, as some people would say. As yep, as uh, he sure is. Perduer Ben on Blake Check would say he calls him a Dracula. He's a Dracula dude. He is a Dracula dude, and he's he's his shadow player. So he was at Dubai with a wealthy reception because he's like you know rich, owns all these companies like all these shadow players do. Every company is owned by heaven and hell. The 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 first thing you think of when you think of Dubai is very dark. <laughs> yeah, that guy probably had a really rough time there. Man, he he had to have been like in the sub 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 basement of one of those buildings because it it'd be bright over there, dude. Yeah, I can't imagine. Um, but I guess there's always a night. He wakes up and he's like, "How the hell am I here?" 
Someone transported me thousands of miles away. And then the faintest drop in the room's temperature tells him he is no longer alone. So not only is he a Dracula dude, but he's a thermometer man. And then we turn the page and it's our man Haunt. Yeah. This is his introduction into the Scorched comic. This is his reintroduction to Spawn, right? Um, as far as I know, yeah. And he's yeah. Just, he's, he's just, just chilling there. in a chair. Just chilling in a chair. <laughs> a, a, a little chair next to a lamp. And he's uh he's gotta he's gotta, you know, hear hear blood side of the story and then he can give him the penance of, you know, a couple of Hail Marys and a, a rosary a rosary read. Actually, rosary involves a lot of Hail Marys, so three three rosaries and uh act of contrition and he'll be good. Oh he okay, he did appear earlier in this like new Spawns universe. He was in that little short thing at the end of King Spawn number one. So I was trying to remember. Oh yeah, with the with the worst date ever. With the with Lilith uh yeah, knives him to the wall. <laughs> right, right, right. And then the new redeemer comes and saves him and is like and then Daniel kill he's like and his brother's like, I have no idea who that dude was. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. fucking Haunt's Haunt's got massive feet. Look at that. Yeah, he's got giant feet, real long. It's a good thing he's got sort of an ersatz symbiote because, man, it must be very difficult to buy shoes. And he talks about he he says I'm walking out of this room in these big ass shoes. So <laughs> the question is, will you? Yeah. Dun dun dun. Scorched, scorched score. Scorched skull. The scorched skull. The little mm-hmm. symbol there, and then the spawning ground. Spawning grounds, mailbag. And this is the, one of the best ones. So we get some art, some action figures, and letters. It's all three. Yeah. And the first letter from Matthew, he actually uh, highlights someone that we follow on Instagram, Jeff Monk. Yeah. First, so first letter from Matthew uh, highlights uh, Jeff Monk, a uh, Monk illustration, mm-hmm. who we follow on Instagram. Really good guy. Does a lot of cool spawn art. Was recently doing yeah, a does. cool uh, overkill. With like a green yeah. light shining on him that was really awesome. So, I mean, if he hasn't already, I imagine he'll be, he might be drawing for Spawn soon. Yeah, I mean, this this cover is definitely a great audition for it. I like oh, that. Yeah. I like that he wrote King above it. Just because. Hell yeah. Just because he is. dope. King Spawn yeah. is dope. Hail to the king, baby. Uh, like <laughs> Thomas says, <laughs> this piece is epic and a 9.8. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, I don't. Uh, that's the one thing I don't understand. Hey, you say, if you're listening and you do the comic grading, I know Mike Jones does. Um, but if I just don't understand, how, like the the amount of like pressure of getting it mailed there and not getting damaged, I would just be so worried. Yeah, what do you I, like, put it? You like mail it in a safe, or what do you do? Yeah, I don't know. Because I mean, literally, I have received so many things in the mail that say "Do not bend," and they've been tacoed and shoved into the mailbox. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm like, oh man. I guess you insure it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you insure it. I guess you also have to use like lots and lots and lots of cardboard, so it's impossible to bend. Yeah, cardboard and bubble wrap, and, and especially uh, you know, um, sometimes. Like the shops that order things, like the distributor will just like throw it loosely in a big ass box, and it'll all come pre damaged. So, 
It's tough. So th- some things I think I don't understand. <laughs> Mostly because I'm a a clumsy doofus, <laughs> and everything I have is damaged in some way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I literally I literally broke my favorite coffee mug at work this week and spilled no. coffee all over myself at the same time. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it sucked. I'm sorry, David. It well, was it was in it was in the middle of a, a welcome reception to a new person to the department, and like everybody stopped talking and looked at me. <laughs> well, I know what someone's getting for Christmas next year. Oh, oh, um, it, it's so much my favorite coffee mug that I bought three of them when I bought it the first time. So I've got to I've got a backup. <laughs> that's a John. That's a John Fisher maneuver there. I I, I, I got to get a backup. You know, as as soon as I showed it to Wanda, Wanda was like, you take your ass back to the store and you get another one because you know you're going to break it and you know you're going to be pissed off when you do. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then we have uh, Angela the Angel oh my writing God. in. Writing hey, in all the way from, guys. <laughs> writing in all the way from uh, the tree of the, the world's tree. All the way from the Guardians of the Galaxy Asgard. ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, any plans for more? So Angela, she's like, hello, calls in and says, or calls in, writes in, she smiles great, but when Nick's gone, we don't have any other cool female heroes in the books, think you can make that happen. And, uh, yeah, well, that eventually happens, and, uh, we get, uh, you know, Nick's comes back, so. Yeah, Nick's comes back. Big back and better than ever. One of my new, one of the new breakout characters of Spawn, I would say. Could still maybe use some more female characters, though, but, yeah. No, it always, you know. it always can. Um, always. Uh, but I, yeah. I like Nick's. I like Nick's where she's going. I like that she's just like. It's nice to have someone who like likes Al but is against him. Is just like really sad about it. Like she's just like yeah. man. Like come on, man. You know yeah. that's kind of a fun dynamic. Um, it, is, really, it is real cool. And that issue where she goes into the green is fun. Yeah. Um, oh man, it's a great issue. I love the. It's very. It's very swamp thing. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. And we got a uh, so Thomas talking. says yes, yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to be coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. He promises it will all be worth it. And then this other guy, Diego, writes in and is like, "Are you going to basically ask? Are you going to kill off medieval and gunslinger? Please don't." <laughs> He's like, I, I, "I'm mainly attached to both of these guys, and I was wondering if it's unwise to get too attached." <laughs> I also I like mean. that he, he asks if we'll ever see gunslinger happy in the future. It's such a sweet question. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I do want to see Javi happy." <laughs> He's just always like sad about he's sad about like being not being able to well, read. He's, he's he's sad because he can't read that there are three dollar burgers right in front of him. I know. It is what it is, as Javi says. Yeah. Um, and then we got a couple of images of, you know, the gunslinger action figure and, and then is that the Kickstarter medieval spawn right there? I don't know what that is. It's cool though. It might be a spawn the Dark Ages figure. That is a great figure. I like how, yeah, and uh it's cool that Todd answers this one. Yeah. Thanks for your kind words. Thanks for buying my toys and comics. And yeah, they're going to be around for a long while. Yeah. Oh, man. I figured. Yeah. Good. Uh, good, a, good, good. It's so nice to Todd. And then we get, you know, more Spawn's Universe and our classic Image Classics and Avatar, the last Airbender toy ad that we had for so long. Yeah. Uh, and then on the back preview for the next issue with a badass cover. Yeah. Oh man, I love I love how crumpled uh Gunslinger's hat is on the next cover. Yeah, it's Bjorn Baron, so that detail's really crunchy and good. Yeah. 
Oh man. <laughs> I also like how he's got the cigarette. <laughs> I got some Classic food on the back scene. of this issue. Oh no. That's okay. No staple page fell out. This was pretty beat up. This is an early scorch and I was super I was reading it a lot. Nice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That scorched number five. <laughs> Next up, we have what do we got, David? Oh, uh, we got we got ourselves a main title number three thirty seven. Spawn three thirty seven. Uh, just from a few Spawn. months ago. Yeah, it's, uh, January twenty twenty three. By the way, is uh, it's a it's a, a Rory McConville and Carlo Barberi joint. Um, this this team is incredible. It's so hard to pick which team is better right now. Whether it's Lewis and Segovia or Lewis and Fernandez or McConville and Barberi or McFarlane and Booth. Actually, gun to my head, I'd probably choose Lewis and Fernandez just because. It's... Yeah, I mean that's my fave. I like I like they're all good. They all pair very well. Yeah, they all do. Um, we've got a couple a couple of covers for this one. We got a names that I honestly haven't seen before. We got a, a Raymond Gay cover. And uh, Marcel Torlando. We've had Remy Gay before. We d- we did. Yeah, once. Oh, oh. well. Uh, a few weeks ago. I mean, I had it. I don't think you had it, but uh, oh, yeah, I had I'd, a gay I'd, cover. I, I have both. Oh. But I have the open. My reading copy is the Raymond Gay cover, um, which is awesome. It's like Spawn powering up his necro powers. With bats in the background. We haven't seen bats in a while in Spawn. We haven't seen bats in Spawn since uh, one particular bat. Yeah, de- December. Hmm. <laughs> Who gets a. Well, I guess that's appropriate. He gets a shout out in this issue. Yeah. Oh, man. That is a, that is a wicked cover. That is a wicked cover. And it's got like. He's standing on top of some like gross hell ground like with like pores all in it. Oh, man. I like, uh, I like the look of those spikes on his. On his. Uh... His act, his his battle mode. Uh, oh yeah, they're super thing. super long and like they look very painful. Yeah, I like the B cover because I like the color purple. Oh yeah, it's probably it's... my favorite color, and I love this purple cover. If you haven't read the color purple by Alice Walker, do yourself the favor and go read the color purple by Alice Walker. It is fucking incredible. I have not read that. It's it's real real goddamn good. So um, it it suffers from being one of those books that a lot of people are forced to read in school, and therefore, if you're forced to read something, you're not going to really care about it as much. Sure. But it's excellent. It's very good. Okay, good to know. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, purple, purple book, purple, purple, purple book, spawn. purple cover, purple spawn. I love the purple title treatment. Totally, Dino. Spawn's like... St- He's standing on like some crazy thorns. He's in the yeah. He's in like a briar patch, <laughs> or like some evil forest. That's a loaded. That's a loaded thing he's, to say. Yeah, it's it looks like he's got um you know uh whatever the fuck Tim Curry was in Fern Gully attacking those thorns there though. Nexus. Nexus. Or Hexus, Hexus, Hexus. We we made that exact same mistake before. I, all I just remember is I thought it was clever as a child because I was like, oh, he's like oil and it rhymes with Texas. I get it. Just just because just because the only thing Johnny remembers about that movie is, of course, uh, Christy. Um, Who's because 
That's the that's the fairy lady. Yeah, it seems like you're the one that remembers that. Uh, I remember the bat. Yeah, I fucking love the bat. Which bat do you prefer, that bat or the bat in Anastasia? Oh, oh, Bartok from Anastasia, 100%. Okay. Fucking goddamn love Bartok. Oh, sure, blame the bats. <laughs> That's pretty good. And a hi-ya! And a hoo-wow! And then I'll keep her, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you're a big Anastasia fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wanda and I watched it a lot. It's a good movie. Don Bluth. It's real good. It's real good. It's kick-ass soundtrack, too. I was always so curious by it because it wasn't Disney. It was always, like, like mysterious, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't mysterious, but it was just like, oh, that's not Disney. Anytime there was a not Disney anime movie, it was like, whoa, cool. Yeah, but your grandmother, your grandmother always called it a Disney movie just because that was synonymous with animation for a long time. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was a Disney movie probably, but they're not, they weren't film connoisseurs like me, David, in sixth grade. Yeah. Well, Johnny, Johnny here, I'm, I was looking up Fern Gully to make sure I got the names right. And I clicked on images and it's giving me the option to go to Fern Gully Deviant Art. Yes, please. No. (laughs) Don't do it, David. Don't do it. It's gonna blow up my computer. You're gonna be able to hear the hear the fucking bonks all the way in like Montana. Krista is her name, not Krista. Is that what I said? I think I said Kristen. Krista the fairy. Yeah. Nope. I didn't have. I I don't care about Krista. Never had a crush on Krista as a kid. What about Thumbelina? Was it Thumbelina? Just uh, because it was voiced by uh, Charo, right? Thumbelina was voiced by Charo? I do believe Thumbelina was voiced by Charo. In the Don uh, Bluth movie? I had no idea. Thumbelina movie? Because isn't that why... It says she's in Thumbelina. She's in Thumbelina. Charo's like the cat. She's like the cat or something. Oh, yeah. she's Yeah, it, she, it looks like she's a frog. And it looks exactly like Charo. <laughs> yeah, she's Mrs. Toad. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't think she was Thumbelina. Like, that was like... <laughs> Jody Benson. Charo is amazing. <laughs> if you don't like Charo, there's something wrong with you, dude. I, re- I remember th- I remember that frog in a lot of play in the trailer with Charo. That's probably why you remember it. I just remember the commercial. So we pop open King, or not King Spano. Sp- King, pop open King, Spawn. King Spano. <laughs> King Spano. Just Spano. The world record-breaking comic, as it says up top. Yes, it does. So we've got Roy McConville on script plot with Todd McFarlane additional script. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Carlo Barberi on art. Tomo. I'm trying to do it at the same Sorry, time. Sorry, you, you go, you go, you go, you go. No, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to do it so that we say it at the same time, because we've got the same brain. Mm. But I'm just mumbling, so. <laughs> uh, no, Tomo then... on lettering. We got Orzakowski doing it again. J. David Ramos on colors. Yeah, doing that. We got the cover artist we've already talked about. Todd McFarlane's the creative director. Thomas Healy, editoring and chiefing. Cleaning it up. Adding notes. I have a feeling that Brian should change the name of his uh, th- his title on Instagram to editor in chief, uh, spelled C H E E F. Oh, like Keith? <laughs> like like chief like Chiba like. Cheap ass weed editor in chief. 
But he doesn't have cheap ass weed. He has good ass weed. Yeah, no, but that's what makes it funny. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> makes the best don't weed you, caramels around. Don't you don't you know what funny is, Johnny? Gosh. Uh, I do. And I'm gonna leave Please it. Please explain at that. fun to me. <laughs> Never. Well, I will. Spawn will, because this issue is a lot of fun. And like what you were saying about the art fitting, like Carlo Barbario was thinking about it this time. It's just like because Spawn is so plotty and so many characters, it's just so clean and it really helps tell the story very well. And I think that's very good for mm-hmm. Spawn right now. Because like even those earlier when it was um uh Jason Sean Alexander, it's not at, it's a little more Spawn's still a little more ethereal at that point. I don't know. It's just it, it fits. It fits. Yeah, it was a little more atmospheric than it was plotty, so Yeah, and it's kind of become there was a lot of plot in it, but it, it had a little bit of additional breathing room around the edges of the plot where for... Whereas main spawn's pretty driven of like where every yeah. issue is like a reveal or a big movement of a piece on the board, pretty much. Yeah. So this is the opening. We're in an alley as Spawn is, Wait, you, wants you, to do. You forgot, Johnny. Hmm. Previously in Spawn. Oh my god! While Sin's invasion of Omega Island starts to crumble, Al is betrayed by one of the few people he ever considered a friend. You stole it right from me. Not, That's good. Sigor, you too? I know. Oh, my heart. My heart. I think he's considering Mark. <laughs> yeah. That'd be hilarious. He's like, Sigor's my only friend, not you, Mark. <laughs> what? Mark, what you doing? I'm ordering a pizza, goddammit, again. <laughs> so we got a then, and it's this takes place between uh, before Spawn 333. So this is all before the big attack on Spawn. Uh, yeah. So this is kind of give us a little more context, because it was kind of weird that Haunt and Medieval were going along with it, but we're finding some stuff out. Yeah. Uh, I like how it just starts with Spawn having freshly beaten up some sort of crook. <laughs> medieval shows up and this is kind of fucked up because they're talking about Mark yeah and he's there but he's not there because he's in that suit yeah uh, uh, Mark Rosen whose body I've been using as a host it, and actually that answers a question because we, we were wondering we were like when did Spawn find that out and now we know because yeah. he knew Cause... in that one issue he was like I know you're a medieval Spawn by the way yeah, yeah now we know else. Find out uh, out who else is Downing is recruiting. And so then we cut to Spawn going to visit Haunt. Haunt's like, yo, whenever you showed up in Haunt, the series, I guess this, I'm assuming this is what this is referring to. Um, he told him to get lost. I did notice Thomas Healy was reading up on some Haunt a couple weeks ago on Instagram, so we might be getting some Haunt stuff. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, but he's basically like, yeah, you told me to get lost when I came for your help. And he's like, no, I asked you to be useful. And now you can be. <laughs> oh man, Al, Al, the uh, the king of the king of uh, using people ped- pedantry, I guess, or not pedantry is not what I'm looking for. But like he's like, no, 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 that's not what I said. I said this other thing that just barely means something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. And he's like, you, you know, he's gonna ask you to join. Act like you're joining. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like he's gonna say that he's gonna help, but if he was gonna help, he would have helped you already. And it's like, but Al, what? And Al's like, I'm helping. God damn it! <laughs> and Spawn's like, there's someone else behind him. He's not sure oh. who. 
Oh, and also, Mark Rosen's already joined him. Then we hard cut to now. Oh, man, actually, right before the hard cut, I like that uh, scene of them in front of the, the brick wall, and we got Spawn being all moody and uh, Haunt doing a little Spider-Man pose there, and then uh, Haunt's brother just, like, ghosting up. Ghosting up a little higher than everybody. It's a real, it's a real nice shot. It's hanging out up there, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's the the hard cut to right after Spawn's been jumped and and all the good stuff. And then he's just in the middle of it. You knew this plan was going to be risky. In media fight, I do believe you referred to it once. In media fight, in and media he didn't fight? he didn't expect the return of Nix is one thing he didn't expect. Nobody did. Nix Nix is now equivalent to the Spanish Inquisition, where no one uh, no one expected it. And he risks loses everything. This is a great spread. It is great. It's just everybody fighting. I like uh like the close up on Medieval's face here. I like the. Oh, I didn't even notice that. He's like way over there. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Cygor is going for the the big uh, Donkey Kong smash. Yep. Uh, and Hans like using his like long creepy finger goo. Wee. Yeah, <laughs> over kills trying to get a hold of that that wriggly ass little Al Simmons. He's like, stay, stay, stay still. Stop moving so I can punch you. <laughs> He's trying to stop him from ordering a pizza. <laughs> he says, "We have pizza at home. We don't need to order more food." <laughs> <laughs> no ordering pizza. But oh, it's I just Friday. Fell over my book. Whoops. <laughs> That's good. That's the John Fisher method. Yeah. So Medieval starts to like. He kind of covers Spawn's like, "Get out of here! You got to stop Nix. She's got the dead zones." Yeah, and then it looks like Al's gonna take himself the uh, the Shadow Express to yep to get to where Nix is. He's about to shadow out of there. He he knows what lies in the hearts of men. Indeed, he does. What dark? What darkness? What darkness lies in the heart of men? Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. The shadow knows. Who knows what evil? It's evil. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. You know, I remember that from the action figure commercial for the movie. <laughs> nice. Does it have? Did it come with a a knife suspended on a little bit of a a little bit of fishing wire, so that way it looks like it's floating around in midair? No, it did come with guns though. Uh, I had I had two shadow action figures. I had one that was just the shadow, right. and I had one that was like invisible shadow, so it was like translucent. Nice. Like I said, I always love those translucent action figures. Yeah. And he would have cool. he had a button that when you when you press it, his arms just like barely moved, so it looked like he was like shooting his double guns. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. We get the after we cut to the aftermath of this of the Omega Island fight. And we get a big. We get a nice butt crack from one of the omens. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. that. These omens are just tearing into these vampires. They're, yep. they're enjoying it way too much. And they're using, like, spikes to, like, just, like, stakes just to, like, stab them. Yeah, they're chewing on their shoulders. They're, uh, man. It's like being dropped in a piranha tank. And, uh, you know... Clown's still watching. They can't even see what's going on because uh, Sin and Abel have incinerated the cameras in their area. Yeah. And then what do we have here? Oh, Johnny, I have here the guy from the next page. Ready to surrender. Dark Redeemer. What were you saying about it before on Mike about the action figure? You were mentioning how hefty it was, oh, it's, right? Oh, he's, he's a hefty boy. He's a hefty boy. He's 
Yeah, I always liked, I like, I have a Dark Redeemer as well. Nice, solid feel. And it's, you thought you could take the throne without me? Hot. Well, and also, I like, my theory was it has to be like that hefty because of those wings. And I think it's a, yeah. a, a marvelous feat of design and engineering that it stands pretty well. It's. Um, if you balance the wings right. And yeah. And the base on there. It's a great fucking figure. There really should have been much more of a run on these than there were. I know. If if you're listening, you owe it to yourself to go get yourself a Dark Redeemer figure. This thing is dope. Yep, and then you can and then you can bash them together with your sin that's coming out in a few months. Ha ha. Cuz then he's going to be flying off the shelves. Die, brother. Yeah. You you wouldn't be you won't be able to throw a rock without hitting a sin a sin. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so so uh, that's what we need. We need like those Ninja Turtles mutating toys, like you were talking about. But he goes from Cogrioso to Sin. Yeah. So like you open his cloak and he's got the armor underneath. I had a Bruce Wayne that went from Bruce Wayne to Batman, the Michael Michael Keaton Bruce Wayne. It, like you, he had like a quaff you would put on him. It was like snap on. Oh, nice. And it looked ridiculous because the armor didn't look quite right, but like because it was like way bulkier because it snapped yeah. on him. Yeah, but it still yeah. looked pretty good. But did uh did the face did the face have the like the black makeup around the eyes to make it? No, <laughs> it did not. Because the the reveal at the end of what was it? Is it Batman Returns or is it the first yes. Batman where it's Batman it, Returns. it cuts to him and he doesn't have the black eye makeup on and it's like whoa. <laughs> yeah, that always happens with Batman yeah. and Mass. It, it's it's well, it's Robert Pattinson. They show it. He's got the stuff on. He got the grease paint on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's gritty. Yeah, he's got to make up for being a sparkly vampire somehow, right? Oh, leave Robert Pattinson alone. Robert Pattinson's a great fucking actor. Yeah, he's I'm, awesome. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it against him that he made a shit ton of money doing something that. They made a shit ton of money doing. I mean, Twilight the movies are arguably the best thing to come out of Twilight because they're pretty goofy. The books, I think, are maybe uh, evil, but <laughs> man, I remember when those books started coming out and just like everybody at OSU was reading them, and I was like, what I the tried. Fuck is going on. My ex girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time, I tried and did not did not uh, enjoy the first one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even bother. Didn't well, even bother. You're on the right side of history with that one. Nah, suck it. Should have just been reading Harry Potter the whole time. <laughs> over and over and over and over again. I just can't get enough of it. I don't. I don't even reread the book I have. I buy a new set of books. Abel gets stabbed by. Cataclysm. Oh, we forgot to we forgot to cover that. Uh, that Abel is you know obviously has the upper hand on Sin, and Sin's trying to weasel his way out of it by like being. Oh yeah. Brother, can you ever forgive me? I didn't mean to kill you. Fuck. Fuck you did. Fuck you, did I, ca- I carried this guilt for a millennia. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You dare forgiveness? And then, yeah, Claticus comes by and stabs Abel right in the throat. It's like, shanks. Literally shanks him. You dare touch me, demon. <laughs> and so Sin's just like, okay, this is my moment. He got stabbed. I'm going to unleash all my power from the last few months. She just said last few issues. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I like that the explosion of uh, necroplasm out of his eyes makes it look like he's got the, the symbiote. Oh, I didn't even... Yeah, it does. He looks very spawny there. Yeah, it does. And then he just unleashes a giant boom, a giant beam. We get, we get one of my favorite things. It's a, a, a bit of a body part just off, 
just yeah. off frame. <laughs> it's just like his foot is left. <laughs> it's like flying off. Bye bye. <laughs> Ta-ta for now. <laughs> I, this is something that's interesting because it's just in this issue Cataclysm has the red voice because in the other one in the most recent issue he doesn't so I don't know yeah. if that was I something don't I don't know I don't know maybe it just fit better with the well maybe they were trying it out and they're like nah yeah we got a we got Sin doing his Michael Jordan Gatorade commercial bit again yeah he's leaking like a sieve leaking oh, like geez. a sieve it's just like how? Why is he not like wiping it off? I don't think I could sit there with just because I'm assuming that necroplasm is a little bit goopy, so that it could yeah. stay. I don't think I could just sit there with a fucking bunch of goop on my pate. There, what is he doing? I mean, speaking of '90s toys, I think it would have the consistency of like that slime that came with Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or Ghostbusters. Like, I feel like that's the consistency of it. Like a like a water like a. A diluted gak, maybe a little bit. Yeah, like something. Yeah, you get some gak. Yeah, like a diluted gak. That stuff was like a little more runny gak. Or oh, like, man. or like when gak you made when you used to make uh, that non-Newtonian fluid in kindergarten with uh, with Baking laundry soda starch, it, flour. And, and, yeah, oobleck, uh, we called it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I bet it has. I bet it kind of has the feeling of that. I bet. Yeah, gross. Gross. It makes me, I feel like I have to wash my face now after seeing this because I can feel it on me already. And I'm like, ah, I don't like it. Uh, it's so like walking still... around with sticky hands. And they're, they're, they're leaking. He's leaking and freaking. And they're going to yeah. go. They're going to go find that, uh, the fissure he's, under the island because there's enough he's, distractions. He's literally leaving a trail of necroplasm behind him. <laughs> yep. Um, so, boom. We're on the other side of Spawn. Shadow blasted himself. Yeah. Boom. Back shadow. shadow blasting. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> That's a good term for it. Shadow blasting. I like the I like the composition of this of this page. It's mm-hmm. it's real beautiful. Um, and Spawn, you know, the first couple of first five locations he visited were untouched, and he was like, "Ha, ha! I guess I overestimated Nick's." But then, like after that, all of them. <laughs> he just yeah, happened like, to, it, that was like to me luck yesterday. And I was like, ha, I edited the episode. Ha, ha, ha. And then I was like, oh, no. No, I edited the wrong episode. <laughs> I slept too long. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's got to be pretty disappointing to find yeah. out that she's got half of them. Yeah. And then he finds her. He finds and her. Next, like, this needs to stop. Only I have enough power to control him. She's like, nope, you got too much power for one person, and I'm not taking it. Yeah. But he's all freaked out because he's he's been he knows what's coming. He's been on the other side. He's he, he's been seeing all these images of Batman. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like people talk about this black beast, and then there's there's a with there's a a Batman Spawn crossover. Johnny, I don't remember hmm? that in the Todd Mc, or the the Frank Miller one. Oh my goodness, no! <laughs> well, yeah, it actually is Spawn. You're right because that one's called Spawn Batman. But this is Batman Spawn. I know it's incorrect. Like, okay, oh yeah, oh no, I was I, I keep getting confused. So haha, suck it, suck it, Thomas. No, no, <laughs> I accidentally got something right. <laughs> Spawn Batman, Spawn Batman. I'm yeah. gonna get my toy cover copy with my pre-order of the new wave. I can't wait. Oh hell yeah, oh yeah, the the new wave of British spawn toys i was trying to make a new wave of british heavy metal jokes there but uh it didn't work 
New uh, Wave. I was just thinking like New Wave is like '80s stuff. Not I guess there is New Wave for different genres as well. But New yeah. Wave is kind of just a genre. Yeah, it is. It is one of my favorite genres. It is New Wave. Hell yeah! Yeah, nice. I don't. I like I mean, like favorite bands like fucking Oingo Boingo. Yeah, I guess it's. I think they're pretty New Wave. It's just like '80s pop that's like kind of artsy fartsy is what I think of it. Yeah. Like pretentious '80s pop a little bit. <laughs> hey, hey, that's me. Pretentious '80s pop culture. You get John Fisher just mix it all together. You Google pretentious '80s pop culture and you get John Fisher. This right is a picture of me. It's a picture of the podcast. <laughs> but that's be more nine. I guess it'd be more '90s. Um, yeah. Nix is looking sad, like I was talking about. She's just oh, like she yeah. feels betrayed by Spawn. She's just like, damn, dude. Yeah, and so she's she's like, man, see it. Goodbye, Al. And she steps into another portal. Just leaves him. Like all, I mean, leaves him because he's pushing everyone away, Spawn. You wonder why you're always alone. Yeah. You're I pushing mean, everybody away. And this life takes a toll on all of them. He just, he just watches her go and is like, man, this life, this life we both lead, it takes a toll on us, doesn't it? Yeah, that's how I feel doing this podcast with you. No, I'm <laughs> and then, what do we get, David? We get um. No, we get the we get the pundits. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop with the blank page. It fucking pisses me off. Yeah, and also it's just like I have to explain it every time. Yeah. Uh, what we'll say is every time we see the pundits, we say always read the pundits. Yeah, always read the pundits. Uh, we get a. Some confusion here because I don't think I because we got a uh, talking about uh corrupt businessmen at Ambryon and that hasn't come to fruition yet. So, yeah, I'm interesting. It's uh, it's I'm interested what this is like coming out here. Um, it's something that's obviously going to be coming out. You got this. I wonder if Connor Brisk is that like a play on Elon Musk? I, I guess I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be untopical. Um, but yeah, so we get the. It's also also made me very depressed when they started talking about how interest rates were ultra low and now they're ultra high because that happened in real life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost as if these writers live in the world we live in, Johnny. Um, it is. Spawn is our world. I do. I do like that the the middle pundit has gone from being much less you know catty and judgmental about what they're wearing to just being you know more of a like engaged sort of we understand. The, the the generational problems that are happening around you know what is expected in a work a workforce versus you know so I like I like that the middle the middle pundit has come around to being you know like they're much like BuzzFeed where BuzzFeed started as just some bullshit but then actually did some hard hitting journalism or maybe like John uh, John Stewart kind of situation yeah or like uh or like uh blah blah blah, blah. what is it Teen Cosmo Teen Vogue, Teen Vogue. Teen that... Vogue is like now like the best magazine of all time. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh it's fun. It's fun to see that that growth in them. Um But you know who doesn't have any growth is Brock the Shock Fennel. <laughs> He's rocking an open leopard skin <laughs> like a leopard or leather ja- suit jacket. I also I also like that he's he's calling it a witch hunt <laughs> and then behind him on the screen is the the most evil pilgrim i know those are some <laughs> like, scary pilgrims 
<laughs> like as if as if pilgrims weren't evil to begin with. There's there's the. <laughs> He's yeah, been on funny. the Patriot.tv for a, a while now. That's uh That's probably his own YouTube. That's probably his YouTube channel. Yeah. I mean, it probably. looks like he's at a house. There's like a shelf behind him. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a, a picture frame behind him on like a table. Yeah, he's definitely just at his house. Yeah. Brisk is Ambryon. But oh, speaking of the movie that I just watched, so the pundits, the uh CRN pundit is like in it like three times like terry feeds her information it's like a plot point i completely forgot and she has the hair and everything and when they're introducing her one time brock the shock fennel goes across the screen he's like yelling at the screen he has the sunglasses and i like literally went like yeah i was really tired he's he's a hellman (laughs) i was really tired and that's why i didn't stand up and go yeah but i was laying down on the couch and i went yeah oh yeah it was funny because I was tired because I had just I had, <laughs> I was tired because I had just watched a three and a half hour movie in the theater. I was tired from watching a movie, so I watched another movie. I saw RRR at the Alamo Draft House. Oh, it's so good! You're, have you seen it? No, no, I haven't. It takes me. Are you kidding? It takes me like two hours and fifteen minutes to watch a ninety minute movie. Sure, uh, sure, sure. I, no, I, I know. The the expansion of time it would take me to watch a three plus hour movie is just incredible. Actually, it, the, it has like three acts in a pretty good way where you could kind of divide it into three viewings and it'd be like almost episodic. Because the last time my my parents were up here, we watched Dune and like we all took a break in the middle of it to <laughs> to have dinner. <laughs> hey, there was an intermission so, at the draft yeah. house. I got to stretch my legs. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so yeah, that's a. It's good. Some upcoming information about what what's going to happen in further issues. We'll we'll keep our eye on this Ambryon. Yeah, uh, and this Connor Briss character. Yeah, um, we're back. Then we go back to Omega Island, and dawn is breaking. And Clown's hanging out in like a Tim Burton suit. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a Tim Burton tent. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. a Tim Burton tent. It's got like the black yeah. and white stripes. Man, these these omens are. I like how that one's got the little snaggle tooth. It just sticks out. Oh, yeah. There's something, yeah that pu- that's another of the pug-inspired, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, they can't find Sin. And then and then Clown's like, gasp, the fissure! Of course. I like that. Of course he is. <laughs> just like to himself. It's like, so he knew about the fissure. You'd think he would have put somebody on it already. but um... hey, There's a big battle going on. Sin and Claticus are in a in a fucking subterranean tunnel. And opens and be there's in the, the fissure. Yeah, they'll be in the outer dimension. So uh the Sin Sin's one of those the outer dimension's better than the Twilight Zone, you guys. It's more adult, it's creepier. It's uh, David at night. What? It was called The Outer Limits. Johnny's a spoil sport. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you didn't know. I thought you said it wrong. I, yeah, no, I, 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 I couldn't remember it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, The Outer Limits. It was like the, the darker ones. It was always scarier. The only... Uh, I didn't actually see any Outer Limits, but I do remember the advertisement though. where it's the dude sitting down to eat a steak in front of the television, and right when he's about to cut it, an eye opens and looks at him. Um Ugh. That's all I remember is the advertisement. It wasn't as classy as Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone always had the better stories. It was a little more trashy, but they're both good. They have their place. Did you know? Do you know something interesting that I found out? 
I guess you call it a journal. It's called Bare Bones, and it's just like it covers uh, pulp, exploitation cinema, lost TV shows, just like various things like that uh, that you can't like usually find. It does like almost academic deep dives on them. Uh-huh. And I've gotten a few issues off Amazon. It's like a quarterly, uh, I guess, I mean, I guess it would be academic journal. I don't know, but it's just really cool. <laughs> um, but one issue they covered, they were covering anthology shows and they were covering like unheard of ones. Roald Dahl had one in the UK. <laughs> what? It was like a, it was like a ripoff of uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Yeah, evidently it was, they were all like not very good, but um, <laughs> I had no idea that that even existed. Roald Dahl was a crazy, crazy dude. Oh yeah, uh, he had a he had a book called My Uncle Oswald, which was literally about um, a guy wanting to make money from selling rich people's sperm, like rich and fabled people's sperm, so that way people could have their children. Um, mm-hmm. And it's literally he he invents condoms and pays a prostitute to use them, so that way they could then freeze the sperm and use it to make lots of money by selling it to people. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this book? That is weird. Yeah, it's wackadoo. So they find the Fisher underneath yes. the ground. They find the John Fisher. They find the John Fisher, your co-host, John Fisher. They, <laughs> they found Bobby Fisher. Hey. Hey. That's where, that's where he was. And that's they, how that movie ends. <laughs> and uh, uh, Sin, Sin gives Claticus an attaboy, which, you know, we know, we know those attaboys are... Uh, Few and far between. Shit, he's got people working for him for hundreds of years who don't get out of boys. And just that classic, like, yeah, yeah. Once I'm king, you'll get all the stuff. Yeah, don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> and clown's forces arrive in the chamber moments later to find the fissure sealed shut. And then we get the ending of Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers, where they're standing yeah. looking out, and don't worry, there's still a long way to go. And they yeah. walk down the hill. Yeah. So it's and then changed, the song starts. But... It goes. Once there was light, now pouring rain. That's the the song at the end of the Two Towers. Oh yeah, definitely. That's probably but, my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, Fellowship's really good, but I think the extended edition of Two Towers is my personal favorite. I think it's the most, which is funny because it's the least like the book, but it's the yeah. best. It's the most actiony movie. It's like The Empire Strikes Back. It doesn't have a plot. Yeah. It's just like people walking around. Yeah, you know, that's fine. That's fine. I, I love it. I mean, I love Empire Strikes Back. I love the two towers. Like, I bawled when I remember being in, like, it was like, I was in high school. They were like, you know, you, I just didn't cry at movies. And then, like, the part where, like, they ride out with Gandalf, I just, like, cried. And, like, I cried at, like, every movie made ever since. So, yeah. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Peter Jackson. You broke the seal. That's the problem. You broke John. the seal. No, he did. You, you just, you just can't ever, you just can't ever cry in a movie because then once you do, you're primed for it. It was just too beautiful. Yeah. And so, uh, so Sin and Claticus walk into the, the hell sunset. Into the hell sunset. They're in the ninth realm. They got to get all the way to the, like the first realm. They got a long yeah. way to go. And miles to go before they sleep. Um, and then we're back, uh, back in the compound with Medieval and Haunt and Spawn. Spawn base. Everyone's chilled out a little bit. And yeah, um, and then I'll be in like, hey, okay, I'll get you that stuff. Uh, I'll do some stuff for you, Haunt. Give me a day to, to do some stuff, and then we'll do some stuff. Uh, Medieval's like, hey, you want me to talk to Mark for you? And Al says, I don't need Mark ever again. Oh, my what, God. What a jerk face. And then he storms away. 
He's like, I'm going to my room and I'm never going to talk to Mark ever again. I know. Come on, Bonnie, he's your only friend. Yeah. You locked him in a, you locked him in a house for a year. <laughs> for like a year and a half. Then we also get a nice little follow-up with uh, between Nix and, and Jim. Yeah, Jim got away, or was blasted away. Uh, and Jim's like, you're angry. <laughs> Very observant. Man. I have a feeling that Nick's kind of kind of thinks Jim's just a dummy that she needs sometimes. Well, I think it's a dummy that the green kind of forced her to use because the green resurrected him. Yeah. And she's so. like, she resurrected her. So she's like, okay, I guess I got to work with this guy. She's just yeah. the employee that like kind of sucks. Yeah. And it's like, but I guess, I mean, it's either, it's either take you or do it by myself. And one way is infinitely easier. So, and we get the reveal that they're hiding, that they're hiding out in the green world. Which will play in the next issue big time. They're they're hanging out in the cool world. With all the cartoon people <laughs> and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> we got the spawn power meter, one three seven nine, so still going up. I believe. Holy shit. Oh, that's so close to there's a there's a experimental metal song where they go one three seven five. One three seven five and it would have been better if it were one three seven nine. If this if this was a movie, that would be the end. Oh uh, yeah, that would be great. It would be great. Oh man, uh, fucking because because I know he's listening and I know he will hear it. Uh, um, our our good friend Justin Haley. Uh, if you haven't listened to Shining, Justin Haley, please listen to Shining. They are fucking crazy. <laughs> I'll check crazy. out Shining. I love some yeah. crazy music. We get some crazy good art on this page on the spawning ground. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. Even Thomas says it's so good. He digs the creepiness of it. Yeah, I love that. By Scott Masterson, sent this sketch for cover. Love Spawn. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, Solomon asks if they've ever considered crossing Spawn universe over with the Top Cow universe. Um, and Tom, Thomas is like, hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Who are, who is the Top Cow universe? I mean, Witchblade? Yeah, uh, Witchblade, and um, because... Oh, fuck, I'm forgetting his name. Um, he's the guy who's currently writing that Batman-Joker series. Deadly Duo? Yeah. Mark Silvestri. Mark Silvestri, shit. Uh, but yeah, um, it's uh, Mark Silvestri's... Uh, sub company within image so um it's anybody he wants to produce he'll put them on that label um i always just think of uh like did that one guy whose art i liked in 300 did he do a lot of top cow stuff uh j scott campbell j scott campbell i i feel like I top cow just always thinking like Sexy ladies. Maybe I'm just mixing up my early image. J. J. Scott Campbell did a. I think I'm just think mixing up my early life. image from being a young kid and not reading any of it and just seeing ads and the stuff I would read or like seeing the McFarlane toys. I think I'm just mixing it all up in my head. Let's let's uh, we're at topcow.com. Let's look at creators. Uh. Oh yeah. Uh. The he also that's also the the publication that they put all the horny stuff out on. Yeah. Um, exactly. Because, that's what I thought. Because fucking um, 
Stephen Sajic uh, has the long the long running lesbian vampire dominatrix series. Um, Teeny Howard writes for him. Man, I like Teeny Howard. At least I was vindicated. Kane and White, nice. Um, I'm not oh, dark, seeing... darkness is one. Okay, yeah. Which Cyber played Force. darkness? Cyberforce. So everyone's ba- basically anything where anyone someone's naked. Yeah, yeah, basically. Good to know. Aphro- Aphrodite Nine, Madame Mirage, Saint Mercy, Angelus, Velocity, Sugar, Sunstone. That's what I was thinking of. Sunstone. Firstborn. I mean, yeah, it seems like uh, it's ripe for a crossover. Magdalena. Yeah, that, it would be so cool to have a, a crossover. It would be great. We get some more art on the spawning grounds. This is a little art correction. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, someone, they they printed the name, but the wrong artwork in the last issue. I'm sure it can, yeah, that happens. But because these really, I really like these. They're kind of cartoony. Spawns. I, I like. I like the middle one is like a cabbage patch spawn. It's great. I was. I was assuming it's Billy Kincaid. Yeah. Well, I mean, but if you look at the mouth, he's smiling. So. Oh yeah, it is. So Billy, yeah, Billy it is Kinkade. like a cabbage patch. It's like a, Billy it's like Kincaid a definitely didn't kid. smile while he was in the. <laughs> also, like garbage also... kill his spawn. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I like the violator with the heart. Got the classic heart. Yeah. I love that. That's Violator's thing. He just rips out the heart. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Spawn mixed with Space Ghost. It looks great. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that cartoon. And then we get the classic ad for Spawn's universe with... Uh, but this one's a little different because it has featuring cover artist David Mack in January 2023 where we get all those yeah. really cool David Mack like watercolor-esque yeah. uh, covers that were awesome that we've been talking about. They're real cool. They're real cool. And of course, the best ending to every issue now, every mu- every week, we get to open and we get to end with a picture of Sam and Twitch. Yeah. Available <laughs> now from McFarlane Toys. Spawn! And that's Spawn, baby! That's Spawn. That, uh, that's Spawn 337. That was definitely an issue number 337 of a book called Spawn. Oh, yeah. That was good. <laughs> so I think, uh, I think we got to rate these puppies now, Johnny. Time to rate these puppies. Yeah. First in the docket, we had Scorch number five. Mm-hmm. Um, the big fight between the Cindevours and the Scorch, their first big defeat. I'm going to give this issue five spawns with a hat. <laughs> nice spawn with a hat. He is a nice spawn with a hat. He is a nice spawn with a hat. He's got a he's got a nice spawn on the house. Or it's nice hat. Nice hat on the spawn. There we go. <laughs> that is one nice hat on one mean spawn. But yeah, I'm gonna give scores number five. Five spawns in the hat. Loved it. Jessica kicking ass. Everyone kicking ass, getting their asses kicked. Yeah. Sets up all the mystery with the Sin Devours, this great enemy. Uh, and it ends with a couple cliffhangers. You get plague coming after them. Haunts yeah. messing with blood. Haunts coming in. Um, it close, it so closes yeah. one door. It opens another door. It's good. It's great. Uh, what yeah. would you give it, David? I'm going to give it five uh, Smeagol spawns. <laughs> <laughs> Just chasing after the precious. <laughs> The precious <laughs> Natasha filled with quills. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and then our second issue, 
as we just covered, was Spawn 337, yeah. in which we get kind of like three concurrent plot lines. We get the battle with the Jim Downing crew. We get mm. the blood, or not blood, the Clown Island on Omega Island. And we get Nyx and Spawn and the Green World and all that with the Dead Zones. So kind of a, a triple dipper. Um, mm-hmm. But we get the pundits. What would you give this one, David? It's got it's got everything in it. It's got everything. It's got everything. It's everything you want from so, Spawn. So so uh, I'm gonna have to give this four spooky pilgrims out of four spooky pilgrims. So that that rounds up to being a five thing. But since there are four spooky pilgrims, I'm only gonna give it the four spooky the four spooky pilgrims. Oh, I guess I'll give it four spooky pilgrims and a bird. So there we go. That's five. <laughs> That's five. I'm going to give this one five snaggletooth. I'm sorry. Whoop. I'm going to give this one four snaggletooth omens. Four nice. and a half. Four and a half snaggletooth omens. Nice. Um, I just it was cool. It's everything you want from Spawn. Good superhero comic action. Yeah. Cliffhangers. It's uh, it does have a little bit of that that um between issue. Kind of, kind of build up, kind of a wind I need to stop giving everything four and fives. I just like because then it like seems like because like the next issue with Nick's, I would, it's like twice as I don't know. Yeah, I'll give this a it's, four. It's, it's just, it's just the, the more I think about it, though, it's just I had so much. Yeah, it brought me so much joy that I think right, it was, exactly. Yeah, but but it just doesn't have like those those single issues sometimes can leave such a like boom impression of like this is a story about Nick's and it's like much more like. Because this yeah. is like three things going on at once, whereas that's like a fully think, formed, think, like, one gaze at one thing. You know, you know, Johnny, I think it'll be fine, because I think once we get back to some of those <laughs> those older issues that maybe didn't Oh, we'll be getting on so some well. twos and threes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the new it, stuff. But... I'm glad we're giving the new stuff such high marks. I mean, this is, I, some people, people have said it. Some people that have been with Spawn for a while, it's some of the best Spawn's ever been. Yeah, it's just fucking great. And how it's, it's evolved fun. and changed, and... You know, you still get the gritty stuff if you want King Spawn. If you want superhero plot melodrama, you got regular Spawn. If you want Saturday morning cartoon, you got Scorch. If you want kind of that zany, if like the two halves of Spawn are the Grim and the Zany, the Grim is the King Spawn and the Zany is the Gunslinger Spawn. So you get yeah. all the different flavors. We got a Neapolitan of Spawn it's, right now. Inside you are two Spawns. <laughs> Done. Time size are four spawns, four titles. Yeah, so three thirty-seven. How would you make a spumoni uh, out of spawns? Would it be a what's a spumoni? Spumoni. It's um, it's it's a version of Neapolitan. It's a uh, spumoni is like almond. Uh, gelato made with layers of colors and flavors. Uh, generally made with. Uh, damn it, fucking... So it's like a general version of uh, pistachio ice cream, chocolate ice cream, vanilla ice cream. Okay, so it's like a... Sometimes cherry ice Neapolitan. cream. Yeah. Sometimes mint? No. Yeah. 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 Huh? Mm. Huh? Spumoni. Mint sounds weird. Okay, uh, I mean, what would I put in it? I put each spawn, each title. I put. Well, well no, like, what would the name be? Because it would have to be like a, a medieval gunslinger. Uh, uh, 
a medi guns gunums. I'm gonna let you take this one, David. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have a stroke trying to think of something. So uh... don't do it. I heard. I heard on the radio today. I don't even know if I fucking believe this. I heard that heart attacks and strokes go up the day after daylight savings time because like people are used to like being asleep and then they're awake and doing like really active things. Yeah. So I'm just to take this excuse to not leave my bed Monday uh, when daylight yeah. saving time switches. So yeah, uh, it's amazing how how much that one hour fucks stuff up. It really is. It really, really is. Well, David, um, I mentioned earlier how we might have an opportunity to find out if a certain someone has an eye patch. Oh yeah, because Johnny's gonna fall in a K hole, right? Yeah, I would have fallen in a K hole and. Bust my eye out and get an eye patch. No, no, no. Um, we've got... I got some vintage figures to open. Ooh, vintage. Nice. Yeah, so you know what that means. It's time for Todd's Toy Talk. All right, so... Be shaking this bag. These are loose figures that were repackaged at a comic shop. Oh, nice. Um, uh, it's the one on by the by Belmont. Shit, what is that? Is that Chicago Comics? Chicago Comics. So on my birthday, met up with some friends. My friend Bran, friends of the pod, and probably future guests, Bran and Eloy, and we went around to like the DVD exchange and the comic shop, and we went to a really a bookstore. Where there's a really mean guy that works it. <laughs> <laughs> who yeah. like like scolded me for trying to buy magazines? Yeah, um, he he does have a wide array a wide array of vintage pornography though. So. Oh yes, no, it's it this is... weird bookstore off the Belmont stop of the Red Line in Chicago, and this guy like I walk in and he's like, "Hey, you ever been here before?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "Put your bag down," and I'm like, oh, "Okay," and I like put the bag down, and then he's like, "No," nope. he gives me all he like runs down a whole gamut of what I can do with my cell phone inside the store. And then, like, proceeds to, like, get angry at me when I'm trying to buy some old vintage Star Wars magazines. Which I did, but it was yeah. just funny. Yeah. This really cantankerous uh, bookseller guy. I think, I think uh, being a grumpy old person and running a used bookstore go hand in hand more often than they Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they, they do. Especially in Chicago. I feel like there's, like, three in that area that are run by grumpy old men. Yeah. It's, but it's I didn't get this at the grumpy bookstore. They didn't have anything Spawn-related. I looked. Yeah, um, I've, I've looked but, a couple of times, but yeah, they definitely don't. I have a feeling don't. that he would be, he would like, if somebody came in trying to sell him some spawn, he would just throw it immediately in the garbage. Yeah, he'd be like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we've got, I got these, they had two of them, two sets of like two loose figures. I bought one of them. I might go back at the other. I can't remember what they were, but they were spawn figures. It was 10 bucks. It came with two figures. I'm going to pop them over here. But what we got is in this bag, it's got a curse and a commando spawn, it looks like. Oh, nice. So let's see here. I'm popping this bag open. Here comes Mr. Curse. And here comes Mr. Spawn. Curse, man. Here, comes here goes Spawn. Commando spawn. So curse. Oh, my God. Okay, let's see. <laughs> he has an eye patch. Oh, nice. He has one eye, so I guess it's a retcon that he stabbed out both of his eyes, or maybe it took him a while to stab out the other one. I don't know. I don't know, but he... That, uh, that oh. comic book made it seem pretty definitive that he took both it of them did. out. <laughs> it did. Um, so he's, like, all cursed out. Right. It's from 1995, so this is probably... I think this is in Series 2. 
I believe. He's got, he's got the chainsaw hand. He's got the chainsaw hand. His hand actually has like three things on it. It has a knife. It has like a knife, a spike, and a chainsaw. And the chainsaw has like a rip cord. And if you go like this, I'm going to put it next to the mic, it, the chainsaw like saws. <laughs> it's like sawing nice. action. So that's what you're talking about, David, an action Hell yeah. feature. Hell yeah. He has an action sawing feature. Action. He has sawing action. And then you can lift his helmet up. And you can see his face. He's all he's got that scar like he does in the scorch. Nice. His right hand's in a fist with like a big knife on it as well. He's got like tubes coming off him. This is back when the toys were a little more aimed towards kids. It's only like series two or three. So yeah. it's a little more kind of cartoony than the later ones, but it's still a pretty cool figure. Nice. It's got action features. Um and then let's get this spawn here. So this is a Commando so, spawn. So he's a commando spawn, so he ain't wearing any undies? No, okay, so he's not commando spawn. This is this would be spawn two, I believe, uh, okay. is what it's called. But it's a second spawn figure. He has a giant shotgun. He has, like, a shoulder pad, and he has this giant rocket launcher that rests on his other shoulder. Oh, I just shot it! <laughs> he has this giant rocket launcher that you can clip onto his other shoulder, and it, like, rests on there and has a rocket-firing action that I just almost shot myself in the face with. And he has a giant impossible shotgun as well <laughs> of course that's the way you got to do it what's, what's the point awesome. of having a what's the point of having an action figure with a shotgun if it's not an impossible shotgun yeah but he's pretty cool nice. he's got got points of articulation that were you know not 22 but they were ones that were pretty damn good for the time considering whoop i just shot it again <laughs> you keep I'm shooting gonna be careful. i'm gonna blow myself up in this closet um, but yeah, so shout out to Chicago Comics. Shout out to these cool figures. I'm happy to get some of the vintage ones. I don't. I really only have Angela out of the vintage ones, so it's kind of fun to get some of these. Definitely gonna have to buy a shelf soon to start putting my action figures on because it's getting out of control, David. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just wait until you need to buy a second shelf. Oh my God. Only one shelf. I'm trying to read what it says on Spawn's butt. But my old eyes can't read it. 1995. So yeah, he's also from series two. This is, I believe, this is Spawn two. Nice. You're gonna have to start taking a page out of my book and just start taking your toys to work. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know if it would work. I don't want to dox myself, but at my place of work, I don't think it'd be as appropriate. But uh, I could try. <laughs> this, there's gotta be an office there. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um. Cool. You could so, just, you could start tra- strapping them to your bike, <laughs> like a hood ornament. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun! Like the like you see the trash uh, the trash guys go around to the garbage folks. Not garbage. God, both sounds terrible. Trash men or garbage folks. Uh, the sanitation workers. They always who, have like a bear strapped to the front. Yeah, they have like a bear, like a Buzz Lightyear. I saw one with a Buzz Lightyear and a Woody hanging off the back. That was pretty funny. Nice. Nice. Um, oh God, I was looking at the. I almost shot myself in the eye with this thing. Johnny. <laughs> I gotta be careful with this, with this spawn. He's gonna kill me. Um, well, hell yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. So there's some more Good toys figures. there. Good, Good figures. figures. Good figures. Speaking of speaking of figure and Johnny, I figure I figure people might want to share the love of spawn that we got, uh, and they might want to go love on some other people who love spawn. And you know, we love we like people to who love spawn. We like to we like to love Spawn and people who love Spawn over on Instagram, and we think we think this week that everybody should love, uh, go love Mark Monk underscore illustrations. Uh, 
they were shouted out and scorched number five. And hell, let us shout them out. Let's they do some great up. spawn art. Uh, like I said, like I wouldn't be surprised if they're drawing for spawn at some point soon. Yeah. Um, so. Or doing a cover. If they haven't already, I don't think they have. I was looking through, and I don't. Yeah, believe I think they. So. I think they largely do like their own stuff and commissions right now. So, but yeah, Monk underscore illustration. It's great. It's real good. We give like them a follow. You should like them too. Uh, while you're over there, maybe uh, also give some love to uh, to to Brian T dot Brian dot Boiler. Um, you know he makes our music. It's very good music. Indeed it is. I love it. Every time I edit the episode, I gotta listen to it twice or three times. It just gets me all pumped up. Yeah, it's you think you think we would get sick of it, but I do not. Like I get done with it, and I'm like, wait, it's over already. I gotta listen to it again. <laughs> I wanna hear it again. Yeah, it's wow. great. It's yeah, nice we're to over have there. A theme song. We're over there posting pictures of stuff that other people made. Uh, so we don't do any of our own art yet. But like, see, see Johnny's action figures. See the books that we're reading. See random videos of our faces. Haha. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're starting to do, we're starting to do uh, reels. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be doing reels for my pickups, so you guys can know what we look like. And yeah. it seems like reels get more engagement. So hopefully that'll help uh, the pod grow. Yeah, it'll be real good. That's a uh, regarding spawn pod. Um, and if you take regarding spawn pod at gmail.com, you can send us. Questions, letters, uh, words of encouragement, um, sightings of good spawn sales. Um, you know, if you want. And also, honest. this week, I'm going to try something just to try to get more letters out there. Every week, I'm going to ask a specific question to see okay. if we can okay. get any answers for that, because I think maybe okay. that would inspire people more. But, you know, we always talked about starting spawn. It seems like a big question on the reddit and yeah. just on social media and just you know from our friends so this question i'd like to put out there into the spawn universe if you guys want to send us an email is what is your spawn journey how did you get into spawn and we'd love to hear from you at regarding spawn pod at gmail.com and we'll read it on the pod i just would love to hear from our listeners to hear how you guys got your journey to spawn because you've heard ours and everything's a little different and so uh send us an email with that and every week i'll be asking a different question if you want to answer, or if you just feel the divine inspiration, send us an email. Again, regarding spawnpod at gmail.com. There's uh, no time limit on these questions, by the way. Yeah, so, answer them at so, any time. So, if, you're hearing so say, this, if you're hearing this in the future, please send it in. The, if the you're only still alive, lim- we'll read it. <laughs> the only limitation is if you stumble across this in 30 years and there is uh, no more uh, Gmail, <laughs> you maybe can't send us an email at gmail.com, but... <laughs> Other than that, yeah, hell yeah. Just answer the question whenever you get to it. Yeah, but so hopefully that, you know, if you guys want to, I'm sure some people think about writing letters, but it's better to have like a question to ask just to, I don't know. It's I always good like to having have a, prompt. a prompt. Always good to have a prompt. I, I have sat down like six times to try to write a letter to Spawning Grounds and I like start off with, hey, Spawn guys. And that's as far as I get. <laughs> yep. Even if you just want to say, hey, Spawn guys, that's fine. Hey, yeah. Yeah, we don't mind a we don't mind a hey every once in a while. Uh hey ya, uh, if you will. And if you're talking about engagement, um please rate, review, subscribe, uh spread the word. If you know some spawn fans that aren't listening and you think they'd enjoy us, we're always looking for new listeners and just uh help spread the love of spawn. Yeah, it's a good thing to it's a good thing to to spread. To, it's to, funny, uh, I'm looking at this curse figure, it looks a lot like Josh Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can play curse in the movie. Yeah, it'd be a little. I don't know. After Thanos, would he want to? 
Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he wants something a little smaller, a little, a little chewier. Yeah. Maybe Thanos not. is pretty stoic while the curse is a little more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. So, uh, so that leads us with, uh, what we're going to do next week, Johnny. Oh yeah. Ooh. Next week, David, this, what are we doing next week? Next week will be episode 36 and we are going to read two episodes. Of... <laughs> we're going to read two episodes of spawn. We're going to read two issues of spawn, Johnny. Uh, the what? particular, the specific issues we are going to read are King Spawn number six and Gunslinger Spawn number 16. 616. 616. I like, I like how the King Spawn and Gunslingers have been doing that where it's mm-hmm. 515, 616, 7, it'll be 717 next time it happens. But yeah. Yep. So King Spawn six is for our classic and Gunslinger 16 for our new so King Spawn six kind of wrapping up that first King Spawn arc. They tend to do six issue arcs with Spawn. Yep. Um, then Gunslinger, we're getting in the middle of him with uh, our new friend, the um, Blink. Yeah. It's the big him and Blink doing stuff together. So. Yeah. 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 The metahuman. The metahuman Blink to the image universe. Bring him in. Yeah. The more, the merrier. Yeah, that's what I say. There's, there's, there's more than enough room under this Tim Burton esque uh, circus tent for more Spawn to happen and more Spawn Absolutely. fans to come. Absolutely, Excellent. get in now before the movies. You could say you're you were there when, or get in after the movie and just say, "Hey, I got here because the movie," and that's I'm also here awesome. now. Yeah, both are good. Yeah, no gatekeeping or- in the Spawn. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. There's no wrong way to. There's no wrong way to get into spawn except for to not get into spawn, Johnny. You we know? just want to open the gates to hell, not close yeah. any. Yeah, no. <laughs> there's no, no gatekeepers at the gates of. <laughs> nope. Come on in. Everybody's welcome. Behemoth. <laughs> Brimstone. Curse. No, there's no reserved seats in the Malbols, Johnny. None. Well, you need to reserve a seat for next week as well, because we'll also be doing finally delivering on a something we said we were going to do a few weeks ago, but oh, I'm yeah, a bad yeah, boy yeah. and busy. But we'll be doing Spawnacy Baseball. We are going yeah. to be basically drafting a fantasy baseball team. We've figured there are three realms, so we're going to do Earth. Wind and fire. We, Earth, wind and fire. No, Earth, <laughs> hell, Earth, and heaven. Hell and and heaven. Earth, we're considering green part of Earth. The, well, there was there was the consider because with uh with with the next issue of main title spawn, there is just enough people in Green World to make a Green World team. Okay, well, so let's do all four then. We'll do Earth. But, yeah, but the, there would be there's not so much known about a lot of those characters yet. So yeah, we well, can add that we'll in. see. We might do Earth at the we might do Green World at the end. We'll see. We'll yeah, see let's if we can, let's uh, say that one for the last. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. Yep. And it seems like maybe if we wait for the last, there might be some more Green World characters because it's a big part of uh, what's going on in Spawn right now. Yeah. And, so there know, may be even we, more by then. <laughs> we can always probably substitute in DC characters. Like Swamp Thing we can put in there. just as Swamp Thing can to. pop in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, be, we'll be drafting our... Uh, so, yeah, Johnny and I will each come up with uh, who we think should play what on the on the Earth team. And then we'll go, like, one by one choosing the official team and hopefully we mess up each other's schedules enough that it, it leads to some uh or some good discussion yeah so that'll be fun it'll be fun it'll be fun yeah because you know baseball is fun and spawn is fun johnny can you believe it spawn this this crazy little thing called spawn it's a hell of a lot of fun johnny we love spawn 
Todd McFarlane loves Spawn. Todd McFarlane loves baseball. Let's bring it all together. We love Todd McFarlane. We do. Johnny, I think that only leaves me to say, uh, may the Scorch be with you. And also with you, David. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, I'm going to put these toys up on my shelf. Oh! I shot the missile down my throat. 911. 911. 